The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. Each week, you'll learn how to navigate the global shift of consciousness and explore the deeper knowledge within. Welcome home. Now here's your host, Dr. Kelly Neff. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Kelly Neff, and you are listening to Lucid Planet Radio here on Transformation Talk Radio at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the first Wednesday of every month. Stay with us for the next hour and let us help you experience healing, inspiration and knowledge uh, to really become the best version of yourself. I also just want to remind everyone, you can listen to all of the archive shows. There's almost a hundred on lucidplanetradio.com or just by searching for Lucid Planet Radio on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I also want to remind everyone to stay tuned for my brand new sex and relationships book series and show slut logic which is all about empowering people to love their sexuality and a real study of the psychology and sociology of sex love and dating in this new millennia so it's going to be very lit stay with us on that um and remember you can connect with me all across social media to follow my weird and wonderful life etc <laughs> um, but today's show is really about a theme that we have explored before which is very important to me which is the idea of biohacking, the idea that we can learn tools to improve our well-being and consciousness really from the inside out. And in this crazy, frantic, fast-paced world that is just full of stressors and distractions, literally at every turn, you know, what could be more valuable than an easy way to hack your brain and helping you relax and calm down and appreciate the present. You know, it's especially timely right now. Anxiety and depression are really reaching an all-time high, especially among young people in America. So what can we do to help them empower themselves too? You know, aside from giving them more pharmaceuticals or more screens to look at, you know, what is something we can do? And what if I told you that one of the easiest and most profound ways we can learn to relax and we can reduce anxiety, it's just really simple that our body already does it naturally over 22,000 times a day. Um, so yes, I'm talking about breathing. And it's amazing how by learning to use the power of your breath, you can dissolve your stress and anxiety and feel happier. Um, my guest today says, and I quote, your breath is the greatest asset you have, yet few of us actually breathe correctly. And I think that is so important. Um, and that's why my guest today, Dr. Danny Penman, is here to talk with us about his new book, The Art of Breathing. Um, he is a meditation teacher, an award-winning writer and journalist. After getting a PhD in biochemistry, he worked for The Independent and the BBC News before co-authoring the international bestseller, 
mindfulness. And he is now here with his follow-up book, The Art of Breathing, The Secret to Living Mindfully. And it's a lovely book. It's really fun to read. It almost reminds me of like Be Here Now. It has lots of like little graphics and it's easy to follow and it's just really enjoyable. Um, And I can't wait to get into this and see if we can all leave the show just feeling a little bit better about the tools we have to control anxiety. So on that note, let's please welcome Dr. Danny Penman to the show. Hi, Danny. Hello. How are you? I'm lovely. I've, I'm feeling more relaxed just hearing your voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good to hear. I'm doing yeah, my job. Properly. You definitely are. Um, and I love the book. What I, I really would love to hear to start off about your journey, um, you know, from biochemistry to meditation. What what is the trigger? What inspired you to go down this road? Well, it's actually a very uh, painful story. Um, Sorry, because about. Um, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, um, I was paragliding over a range of hills in southern England called the uh, called the Cotswolds. Now, at that time, paragliding was the absolute center of my life. It, if, you, if it was a good day for flying, you would find me somewhere over southern England just soaring around with, with the birds. And on this day... Yeah, I mean, it is an extraordinary thing to do. And on this day, I... Uh, everything was going great. And then all of a sudden I was hit by the most tremendous downdraft of wind and my paragliding canopy completely collapsed. And I tumbled head over heels and slammed into the hillside below. Now, luckily I landed on my feet, uh, but unluckily the lower half of my right leg was uh, driven through the knee and into my thigh. Oh my gosh. So, yes, exactly. It was a absolutely horrific injury. Uh, you know, I could see the uh, the bones uh, lifting the cloth of my jeans and out the side of my knee. I mean, it was a mess. <laughs> it's too much detail, really. Um, so I was lying there completely stunned, as you can imagine. And... I suddenly remembered a form of meditation that I'd learned when I was in high school. Mm. Uh, I must have been about 16 or 17. And we were taught this for, for, for stress relief. And I'd used it off and on over the years to deal with the normal stresses and strains of daily life, you know, exams, difficult work situations, that kind of thing. Somewhere along the line, I'd heard that um, meditation had been used for pain relief. So in sheer desperation, I just, I, you know, I, I decided to give it a try and I really didn't expect it to work. So I, I, you know, I, I began this very, very simple breathing meditation. Um, there's just one slight problem. I, I couldn't breathe. You know, the air had been completely knocked out of yeah. my body and you know, I just could not breathe. I was like desperately trying to take this this intake of air and I just couldn't. And, you know, at that moment, I suddenly thought, you know, is this it? You know, am I just in the last moments before I'm dying? And, uh, you know, as I relaxed into it in a funny kind of way, I suddenly took the most tremendous breath imaginable. You know, it was the, the best breath I've ever taken, I assure you. <laughs> and... Um, you know, I'm so there, like finally breathing um, and desperately focusing on the breath, you know, whilst completely racked with pain. I mean, it was you know, just unimaginable pain. And 
much to my surprise, over the next few minutes, the pain began to subside quite a lot, you know, enough for me to phone the emergency services and just generally keep things together long enough for, for an ambulance to arrive. And yes, yeah, so they took me to hospital and, <clears throat> you know, it was uh, very, very serious injuries. And they attached to my leg what's known as a Taylor spatial frame. And this consists, it was just out of the experimental stage at that time. And it looks like a medieval torture implement. It consists of, yeah, it's like three or four concentric rings of titanium around the outside of the leg. There's 16 wires and bolts that were going from these rings into the side of a leg through a fragment of bone and out the other side. And it is allowed the surgeons to kind of move all the, the bits of bone around inside my leg. And I was told I was going to have this on for, I think they said about 18 to 20 months, 18 to 24 months, uh, which didn't fill me with joy, I can I can tell you. <laughs> um, and so I was on the most tremendous cocktail of uh, painkillers and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And I was so impressed with the with the meditation that I'd been using that I decided to, you know, use it more and more because I'd found it very useful on the hillside to kill the pain. <clears throat> and I began to use it as I, you know, as I lay in my hospital bed. And, you know, I found it tremendously therapeutic because, um, you know, as you can imagine, I was extremely anxious, um, highly stressed and not a little bit unhappy with, with the situation I was in. And I realized that as I was doing this meditation, I just began to relax and feel a lot happier. And the more I did this meditation, the, you know, the greater relief I, I gained. I spent about a month in hospital. Then I went home and I did this meditation for, I think it was about half an hour each day, sometimes more. And my rate of healing um, really accelerated uh, so much so that, you know, I, I managed to reduce my intake of painkillers by about two thirds. And there's lots of other drugs that they managed to uh, wean me off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they said that, you know, there's a huge risk of infection mm-hmm. because of all these, uh, uh, you know, basically complications uh, from, from having all these bits of metal sticking out of my leg. And they said you'd normally get three or four infections. And astonishingly, I did not get a single one. You know, my, my immune system, my healing systems really kicked into high gear. And to such a degree that um, I actually had this frame removed from my leg after uh, 17 or 18 weeks. Wow. Rather, no, I know. And, you know, the, wow. the surgeons absolutely astonished you know this i went to one of the the uk's main teaching hospitals because it was a really interesting injury you know if you're going to have an accident have a really spectacular one (laughs) where you get where you have really interesting injuries that uh you know the best surgeons are going to really enjoy uh dealing with totally wow that's amazing um i Wow. So isn't it, it's so funny how sometimes like the worst thing that happens can turn into this amazing gift. And then you were able to share that with the world. Because I I had so much time on my hands, as you can imagine, that um, (laughs) I, 
I, I began to do more and more research about this meditation that I'd been using. And, you know, this stage, I didn't even know its name, um, but I tracked down a man at um, Oxford University in the UK, uh, Professor Mark Williams, who'd turned this meditation known as mindfulness into an astonishingly effective technique known as mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. And this had just been proven to, well, it's just being rolled out across our National Health Service because it had been found to be at least as good as drugs or counseling for the treatments of the worst forms of depression. And this, you know, this was actually a huge breakthrough. And yeah. It's biochemically, right? It's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I tracked down Mark and, uh, you know, I I became good friends with him because I, you know, at this stage, not many people were interested in uh, in mindfulness at all. This is what, 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, I was a journalist at the time and I was doing my level best to get this into into the public domain and nobody was interested, you know, absolutely nobody uh, in the mainstream press was interested in meditation or mindfulness. And wow, times have changed, huh? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we, um, yeah, we agreed to work together to take his work and uh, turn it into a book that, you know, ordinary people could use. So instead of medita- meditating for 45 minutes a day and doing, you know, quite, big uh, two-hour classes each week over eight weeks um, we've essentially cut it down substantially so that people could just meditate for 10 or 12 minutes a day mm. uh, so that that turned into our book mindfulness uh, an eight-week plan for finding peace in a frantic world and that just took off i mean it, it's sold over a million copies now Amazing. Um, yeah. International yeah. best-selling book translated yeah. to a bunch of languages. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I've read that one too. It's a great book. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that part of the biggest problem that we have in our society today is that the lack of mindfulness mm. is kind of, you know, it's so frustrating, like just a silly example, but my partner and I, we go to the supermarket and people just walk right in front of you and block you and they knock you over. They say, it's just like, and he gets really angry because he's very mindful and he almost takes it. He, he obviously doesn't get angry, angry, but he's like, wow, look at how these people are acting. Like we're not aware of the moment and what we're doing with our bodies and what we're doing with our thoughts. Yeah. And that would, well, but I would love to hear from you. How do you describe what mindfulness is? Well, mindfulness is quite simply full conscious awareness, you know, full conscious awareness of whatever is going on around you, uh, inside your mind, you know, all the thoughts, feelings, and emotions coursing through your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. So it's really like being in contact with the present moment and not not worrying about the past or, or worrying about the future. Um, and it's really as simple and straightforward as that, you know. Yeah. Um, Why do you think people have such a hard time with mindfulness? Um, lots of reasons. First off, um, I don't think humans are particularly good at it. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, our minds are wired to wander, you know, um, it, you know, our minds are designed to just 
sift information constantly and put it all together and come up with uh, with new ideas and you know try and interpret things now in the past uh, when we weren't overloaded with information that was a process that was extremely valuable uh, but what happens now is we are constantly under bombardment uh you know from not just mobile phones or televisions or emails but everything you know everywhere we look there's just this kind of hyper reality uh you know advertising and noise and you know overpowering images and yeah we just can't get away from it we cannot rest and so what's really cool about mindfulness is and, and meditation in general i mean i love meditation But I think that you addressed possibly one of the biggest issues that people think they have with meditation in the book, which is that they have to completely clear their mind or they're not doing it right. And so because we're so overwhelmed, information overload, stimulation overload, it's like feels like an impossible task to try to clear your mind. But that's not really what it's all about, is it? No, no. I mean, the wonderful thing about mindfulness is um, it's actually when you become aware that your mind has wandered off with itself, that's a moment of mindfulness, that moment of realization that your mind has just tied itself in knots again is actually the, the that's the meditation. It's that moment is the meditation. I love that. I love that because I think I I know for myself, I started meditating in kind of similar circumstances. I was very sick. I had to have a bunch of surgeries. I was unwell. And I had before that always been curious about it. But I said, like, I can't do that. I can't sit still. I can't lay there or sit there for an hour in lotus pose, oming. That's just not realistic. So I never wanted to try it. And then once I started doing it, I realized that I'm, I'm not doing this to try to achieve a goal or achieve some kind of nirvana or enlightenment. I'm doing this because it yeah. makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So that, that's, I think the thing that most people don't know. And if you know me, I'm super high energy, you know, wild <laughs> all over the place, but that, that even like five or 10 minutes of just sitting still mm. and breathing really leaves me feeling focused and rejuvenated and just generally more functional and it helps to balance that kind of crazy energy that can get very out yeah. of control. So yeah. I guess so for someone like me or for some, you know, for someone who's living in a high paced, fast paced life and who's a, maybe a beginner who's never done this, what advice do you have for them or how would you teach them a little technique or two to do this? Or let's say it's an <laughs> adolescent who's super anxious and all they do is play video games. Like, you know, what would yes. you do to help? Yeah. Well, Embrace the chaos, embrace the madness of it all. <laughs> because it's, uh, you can literally meditate on, on anything at all, <clears throat> you know, any noises. One of my favorite meditations is, is, um, is a sounds and thoughts meditation. And this is where, for example, you go to the park or perhaps you're on a plane or anywhere there's noise really. And you just focus on the sounds, you know, the way they rise and fall. And the way, uh, you know, they're inherently unpredictable. They just arrive from nowhere and then just drift away to nowhere. And after a while, you come to the realization that that's how your mind works as well. You know, thoughts appear in your mind. They hang around for a while. They might trigger a few other thoughts and then they just kind of drift off again. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's, 
That's really a very, very important realization. I think that part of the biggest problem is that unwillingness to be present in the mind, that we have a fear of our thoughts and we don't necessarily (laughs) want to know like that. And you talk about this in the book and you do a really great job describing kind of the experience of pain and fear and anxiety in the body and Mm -hmm. how you breathe into that pain. And by doing so, it goes away. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, there's something very, very curious about the way the mind and the body works in that um, all of our distressing thoughts and feelings and emotions and also pain as well, they're essentially messages. And if you ignore them or push them away, they're very, very dutiful. You know, they will just keep on coming back because they're not just messages, they're messengers as well. So they just keep on coming back and tapping you on the shoulder and reminding you that they're still around. And what you need to do is accept the message. And when you accept the message, the messenger just melts away. It's done its job. Why would it hang around? You know? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling anxious, um, focusing on the appearance of anxiety in your body, you know, you might find it localized in the chest or the neck or the stomach, you know, wherever it, wherever it is, Just focus on it. Notice how it rises and falls, the different sensations that make up the overall sensation of of anxiety. When you do that and breathe into it as well, just kind of consciously, mentally breathe into those feelings, they begin to melt away. And it's a really profound effect, you know, and this is what I go into in, in the art of breathing is these very simple techniques, these very simple breathing techniques are so profoundly important and effective. I have a question, which is, um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe there is some overlap here. You know, the difference between, say, pranayama or other breath works or breathing techniques or yogic breathing and the breathing that you talk about um, for mindfulness. Yeah. Well, they are all, you know, these are all ancient techniques that have been around for at least two and a half thousand years. They all, um, you know, fed fed off each other in a way in the Far East. uh, You know, they, there isn't one original technique. There isn't one technique that is, you know, significantly better than another. It's just, well, as we say in England, it's horses for courses, you know, certain techniques work better for certain people at certain times and different techniques work for different people at other times. I love that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I agree. And I I know a lot of people say that yoga is their meditation and I love, I love yoga. I, but I, I feel for myself that yoga is for the body. What meditation is for the mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yoga is, you know, originally was a moving meditation, you know, so the idea is you focus on the way the body feels as it moves. So Mm -hmm. it is a form of meditation, but yeah, you know, um, if it doesn't work for you, then, then don't do it. But I loved in the book how you talk about how anything can be a meditation. Looking at the stars can be a meditation. Yes. The fruit yeah. meditation, yes. right? Just like any yeah. practice you do, you can bring it. Uh, and I know something that's really big, like in Japan and the Far East, and also more frequently, you know, in, in America now with all the shantiness we have is uh, tea. 
tea meditation and tea ceremony, you know, it's become. And so that's, I think the, the take home message here is that you can be meditating in any, um, any area of your life where you, you put mindfulness and really are very uh, deliberate about your thoughts and your behaviors. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite uh, meditation techniques is actually the the, the chocolate meditation. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I do that one often. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you tell our <laughs> listeners like what, what that entails very quickly? Yeah, it's uh, choose your uh, a nice candy bowl, maybe one that you wouldn't normally eat. So the so all the all the sensations and tastes are slightly different, um, and just op- open the packet, you know, focus on all of the different aromas that gradually just break off a piece and put it on your tongue and just feel it as it melts into your tongue and you know, all, all the different flavors and aromas, just the way they wash over you. And, you know, when you feel ready, swallow it and have another piece. Oh, my God. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. You have such a nice – your voice sounds very familiar. I don't know if I've heard it before or if you're just really good at leading – do you lead a lot of guided meditations? Yeah. I mean, all all my books uh, have have got meditations from me. And if you go to my website – franticworld.com you can download loads of meditations and um for free cool a number uh, have my voice on them yeah that's maybe i've heard one of those then because i'm like oh you're just listening to you talk is so soothing it's meditative <laughs> um i think on that note we'll take a quick break and when we come back dr danny penman and i are going to continue talking about mindfulness and we're also going to talk a little bit about more about breath and um, different meditation techniques that you can incorporate really right now just with air in a chair, right? So (laughs) stick with us and we'll be right back after this short break. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Are you searching? 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 Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net, 1-800-323-1790. Defining success and putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern. And for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at higherlearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learners.com. The Janice Underwood Show, helping you create the life you want, not the life you tolerate. 
Tune in each Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as Janice delves into the life creator system and the next step in your spiritual evolution. Janice Underwood is gifted at helping spiritually minded people shift their mindsets to unleash the creator within. Our souls wish to wake us up. Those of us listening hear the call. Do you? For more information, visit JaniceUnderwood.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. We are back here on Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly, and my guest today, Dr. Danny Penman, and I are talking about how to become more mindful, how to use your breath to make yourself feel happier, more relaxed, more creative, all these great benefits. And um, we're going to talk about science of this and kind of the cosmic nature of it. But before we do, I know that many of you listening have been going through a lot of anxiety and stress right now. And I mean, pick any number of current events, uh, particularly here in America. I've never met so many people. uh, I was traveling last week. So many people were just talking about how stressed they are. And because I'm a psychologist, they just naturally want to tell me (laughs) about it. And this happens a lot, but it seems to be getting worse. All my friends on social media posting about their anxieties. um, And my heart goes out to everyone. And I, I feel it too. Honestly, it's hard not to. But there's stuff we can do to kind of like get this layer of film off of us, so to speak. And so I was hoping that Danny, because you have such a lovely relaxing voice and all these great meditations, could you walk us through a really brief kind of breathing exercise for those of people who've maybe never done this before? Yeah, I can uh, lead you through a couple. Um, The simplest one that can literally be done anywhere, whenever you are feeling uh, stressed or, or anxious <clears throat> is just where you close your eyes and focus on the sensations of breathing. And so t- consciously take a breath. And as you breathe in, slowly count to five, then pause for a moment and only a moment, and then breathe out to the count of seven in your mind. And if you do that three or four times, you will find it will have the most tremendously powerful effect. You will begin to calm down quite dramatically. This is because when you consciously breathe in and out, you stimulate what's known as the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the kind of the, the soothing, calming aspect of the nervous system. And it has this wonderful virtuous uh, circle to it where you know you begin to relax and then you know you 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 kind of your breathing becomes more fluid and slower and more relaxed which means you then yeah (laughs) which means you then relax a tiny bit more and then your breathing becomes even more fluid and relax and then so you calm down a little bit more so you end up in this wonderful virtuous circle of so very quickly you can become really quite relaxed just by consciously taking a few breaths 
and then everything follows from that because the breath is naturally meditative. So that's a form of meditation that you know most people wouldn't would never consider doing, and would be surprised how easy it is and how effective it is. Very this, very effective. Yes, and then the second one is is a slightly more formal meditation, in that uh, you know you might have to set aside a few minutes, uh, preferably up to eight or 10 minutes to do it. And this is best done by sitting in a, you know, a straight backed chair. So just sit there in a straight back chair with your feet flat on the floor and your hands placed loosely in your lap with your spine an inch or two from the back of the chair. And then gently closing your eyes and just take a single in-breath and focus on where the sensations of breathing are the strongest. And then just breathe out. And just do that for at least a few minutes. And after a while, you'll realize that your mind has, has wandered off with itself. And this is entirely normal. You know, this is the way minds work. They constantly think. So each time you realize that your mind has wandered, just shepherd your awareness back to the sensations of breathing. And just do that ideally for eight or 10 minutes. And when you've done so, open your eyes and just reconnect with the world around you. And you'll be stunned by how calm you are compared to whatever's going on around you. It's a true oasis when we just are constantly bombarded by electromagnetic frequencies and screens, yeah, yeah, yeah. kings and, and emails and everything, you know, it's just like so yeah. nice to have that yeah. space back. Absolutely. And people can, can download uh, that meditation that lasts 10 minutes. So I'll actually guide uh, it's a full guided meditation lasts 10 minutes. Awesome. Uh, you can download it from my website, franticworld.com and just have a look around. Uh, so it's franticworld.com slash AOB as in art of breathing. AOB. Now do you yeah. do um, workshops or do you teach people this stuff like in person anywhere or are you thinking about doing that? Um, I do from time to time. Um, the last few years, I've been focused mostly on on, on books. Um, you know, it's which is tremendously time consuming. I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Oh man, um, what would you have more books on mindfulness um, in the future? Yeah, I, I I will. I'm just working on uh, another one that ties together some themes that uh, you know appeared in the art of breathing. Really, just this this connection between ourselves and and everything. Really, uh, you know. Oh, the way, yes. The way yes. On. I was just saying during the break. One of my favorite things, um, my favorite parts of the book, is the section talking about kind of the cosmic nature of of breathing could you share a little bit about what you meant by that that the whole universe is breathing yes this is when you begin to look at it you you know our planet our universe everything breathes um you know in may our planet takes a gigantic um in breath you know the sun you know when spring arrives in in the northern hemisphere 
all of a sudden the huge grasslands and, and forests begin to take a gigantic in-breath of carbon dioxide and suck unimaginable quantities of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and exhale oxygen. Mm-hmm. And so there's this huge in-breath that goes on until late summer, early fall. And then the planet takes a giant out-breath and, you know, oxygen levels begin to fall, carbon dioxide um, uh, levels uh, begin to rise. So it really is just akin to, to a breath. Mm-hmm. But what I love most is the, the fact that stars also breathe. You know, um, stars originally formed billions of years ago when giant clouds of hydrogen began to kind of coalesce and fly to you know, under their own gravity they begin to fall inwards so it was like a gigantic in-breath you know this huge cloud of hydrogen is just sucked up by uh you know the kind of gravitational fall full gravitational pull so there's a giant in-breath and then all of a sudden you get a ignition, you know, where the mm-hmm. uh, hydrogen begins to burn in a in a, in a nuclear reaction, mm-hmm. and after a while, you know, after billions upon billions upon billions of years, there's a momentary pause, and then a gigantic outbreath as the star explodes in a supernova. <laughs> and it really is. It just the, the parallels to me. I just think are quite quite beautiful. But it's not just stars that uh, breathe. Our entire universe does as well, because everything was born with a gigantic outbreath. You know, the the, uh, the Big Bang, where everything just appeared out of nothing. You know, instantaneously, everything arose from nothing in a gigantic outbreath. And, you know, everything is just flying apart. And at some point in the future, tens of billions of years away, there'll be a momentary pause. And then there'll be a gigantic in-breath as everything begins flowing backwards towards itself, a gigantic Mm in-breath. And then there'll be a momentary pause when everything just crashes into each other. There'll be that momentary pause and then who knows what happens? Maybe there'll be another outbreath. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the end. Who knows? It'll keep going forever. I think. I hope. I, hope. I mean, <laughs> I, I also loved. It's there's something very meditative about visualizing it. Um, yeah. Sometimes I just loved. I love visualizing. Um, kind of being consumed, having that earth energy coming up through my feet and the energy of the stars and the planets coming, you know, in through the top of my head and they just meet in my chest. And I just love that idea of feeling connected to the universe and everything around us. And that idea that um, we're breathing in the same, you know, we're, we're, (laughs) I can't remember exactly how you said it, but we're breathing in the same air as the stars breathed out, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where it is. We are all composed. Yes. of the breath of stars yeah, you know, all you of go. those atoms all of those atoms were born inside exploding stars and that's why just sitting and staring at the stars with yeah. your bare feet on the ground i know it's, right? <laughs> it's one of my I, it's, it's something that 
I love doing more than just about anything else, you know, a warm summer's evening yes. in the park yeah. and just looking upwards and seeing the stars and just taking your shoes and socks off and just feeling the, the, the grass between your toes and the ground beneath your feet and just looking up at the stars twinkling away. And, you know, they, that, the light from those stars may have taken billions of years to reach your eyes. The stars may no longer exist. They may have blown up hundreds yeah. of millions of years, but we won't know for hundreds of millions of years. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, we're going to take one more break. And when we yeah. come back, Dr. Danny Penman and I are going to wrap up this lovely show all about mindfulness and meditation. And we're going to talk a little bit more about like the future of where meditation and breathing is going and a little bit more about the science. And um, yeah, stay with us to wrap up the show. We'll be right back. The Earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Brie Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds, bringing forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Brie as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, for Silver Gaia Radio. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. 
Welcome back to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly. And I've just had the most relaxing morning here with Dr. Danny Pedman talking about breathing and mindfulness and his new book, The Art of Breathing. Um, now, Danny, you're a biochemistry PhD, right? That's right. All right. Okay, good. Just checking. Um, so do you find it kind of how scientifically uh, important is it to you that this meditative breathing actually works? Well, to me, it's fundamental. I'm kind of a bit of a mechanic at heart. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to know how things work. Uh, but more importantly, I want to know that they do actually work because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very easy to spend a huge amount of time wandering off doing some technique that you think might work, but actually yeah. it doesn't. You're just wasting your time. And the great thing about mindfulness is, Huge numbers of studies have now shown how good it is for, uh, you know, anxiety, stress, and yes. depression. You know, I mean, one yes. technique or one program in particular, uh, known as mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, has been shown in countless trials now to be at least as good as drugs or counselling for the for the worst forms of depression. And, you know, for the most severe forms of depression, there's the strong indications that it's actually more effective than, than the best available drugs. Mm -hmm. you and know. Do, do we know, I, I mean, I find this incredibly amazing and fascinating. I mean, we, we, there's even studies that uh, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy can help regrow your brain uh, gray matter. Yes, it's, um, this is quite interesting because the brain constantly rewires itself. Every time you learn something, you know, new circuits are laid down in the brain and new cells are formed. And what seems to happen is uh, parts of the brain associated with paying attention, for example, and, you know, emotional balance um, uh, tend to thicken up slightly. And, you know, even if it's only a, a, a millionth of an inch increase in, uh, you know, uh, depth, as it were, of these parts of the brain. That's actually many millions of extra cells and probably billions of synapses that are being formed. And the brain ends up in this kind of wonderful, wonderful virtuous cycle where, you know, if it begins Hard, it gets hardwired to kind of pay attention more easily and for longer. Well, it's actually becomes slightly easier to to meditate, which you know means that those brain areas are enhanced even more, which means you can meditate even more effectively. Mm -hmm. And we we keep seeing this when it comes to uh, to mindfulness. You know, you you you, you, you these wonderful virtuous circles, which kind of really enhance the quality of life. It does. It's a, it's kind of like a self-perpetuating or self-reinforcing yeah. cycle. The more you do it, yeah. the easier yeah. it is to keep doing it and you do more of it. Um, you know, one of the funniest things about meditation, and we all kind of can agree, it's that we, we don't do it when we're feeling good. We do it when we're like absolutely at a loss for anything else. And we're like, I need help. And then yeah. we remember this technique. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. can we bio help people biohack themselves to remember to do it even when they don't need the help, right? Just to maintain, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the, um, you know, it's, I think it's really important to just do a little bit each day, you know, it's far better to do a few minutes each day than wait until you have some crisis and then try and do several hours at once. Um, so, 
you know, when you wake up in the morning or, you know, you have your first cup of coffee or tea or whatever, you know, just, just pay attention to all of the, the aromas and the tastes and you know, if, if, if not only of the drink, but of whatever is going on around you. So it's just stopping through the day to kind of pay attention to what's going on. You know, your daily life is the most important meditation of all in many ways. Yeah. It is. Thank you for saying yeah. that. And for people out there who are really suffering from anxiety and depression, yeah. you can find a mindfulness cognitive-based therapy uh, teacher or therapist um, who there's a lot of uh, – there's more and more uh, psychologists being trained to help. I mean, obviously, shows like this and guided meditations and books yeah. help too. But if you feel like you need that extra bit of help, I do encourage you to look because you'd be surprised at what you can find because yeah. this works so well – yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to bring up really quickly before we end the show is about yeah. biohacking, biohacking flow and creativity, which yeah. is like one of the most important things. You're a writer. I'm a writer. There's many artists and writers out there. Um, med mindfulness meditation also enhances your creativity, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Um, you find that, you know, as, as the mind clears, um, you can notice ideas more easily as they kind of bubble up from your from your deep subconscious, and it also allows you to hold. Um, it expands what's known as working memory, so that you can actually hold more concepts in your mind at the same time, and that massively increases uh, creativity. Um, mm -hmm. Just that very calm, tranquil state of mind where you're just more able to assimilate information and put ideas together. You know, that's that that's the best way imaginable of, of enhancing creativity. Exactly. And so, you know, in psychology, we talk about flow, yeah. right, and flow dynamics and all of these ideas. Um, yeah. And uh, I know uh, Jamie Wheel of the Flow Genome Project has been. I keep oh, yeah. getting his emails. Fascinating stuff. But they're 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 testing out extreme breathing. Oh yes, All yes. yes. Um, the Wim Hof method, which um, many of us know, he's become really famous on the internet. His whole th Wim Hof is all about you do this breathing, and what happens is is when you hold your breath. Um, yeah. It increases the availability of red blood cells and oxygens like in your yeah. body. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but there's all different, there's just so many different types. So I encourage you to, to look up the uh, flow genome. If you guys are interested in like taking this to the next level, there's yeah. all different kinds of like biohacking out there for like, you know, extreme breath holding and what that can do. Now, that's not really my thing. I don't like holding my breath. I like breathing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but <laughs> You know, I still think it's really interesting that this is this whole idea, this concept, which is an old, ancient concept, is just having this incredible resurgence right yes. now. Yeah. And yeah. it's a it maybe it's a reaction to our you know being overwhelmed by stress that yeah. we're now will, willing to accept these alternatives. And yeah. what I think is what I think is really cool is also that we're getting young people into this and, and we're in, it's being integrated into different programs. And I was just wondering, Danny, if you, if you had any yeah. thoughts about kind of the future yeah. of where this is all heading. Yeah. I mean, I hope that mindfulness will become so integrated into daily life. People just don't realize they're doing it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bit like, 
brushing brushing teeth you know nobody uh, pays much attention to you know nobody asks anybody else if they brush their teeth today do they <laughs> you know i want it to become just as ordinary as brushing brushing your teeth and, i love that yeah and it's um it's being taught uh, there's a big pilot program involving many thousands of children in the UK, uh, in schools across the UK, awesome. uh, you know, just to be, just to teach them, um, these very simple mindfulness techniques. And, you know, the, the plan is to roll it right through our education system so that every child in the country is, is, is taught basic breathing meditations for example basic meditations and just teach them how the mind works how it ties itself in knots and how they can cope with anxiety stress and depression and you know we're very very pleased that they're using our first book uh, you know mindfulness uh, finding peace in a frantic world as, as that that that's being used to train the teachers as it were oh i love that congratulations yeah. Yeah, and it's just um, there's been a big clinical trial done at Cambridge University involving uh, I think it was about six or seven hundred students um, to test our book as well to see if see if it actually works. And uh, yeah, they've they found it as at least as good as uh, as drugs or counselling for for wow. stress and depression. Yeah, yeah. Wow, no kidding. I mean, that yeah, pretty yeah. much says it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the difference is, you know, for mindfulness to work, you have to be committed to being present yes. versus yeah. taking drugs. You could just take drugs and then you never yeah. really have to be present. Yes. You know? But th that presence yeah. is nothing to be afraid of. No, absolutely not. And, you know, your your life happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen in the past and it won't happen in the future uh, or it yes. doesn't happen in the future. It's the present moment is the only time that really matters. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great way to end the show. <laughs> um, that went by so fast. Um, I just want to thank you, Dr. Danny Penman, for coming on the show. And listeners, if you want if you want more, please check out his new book, The Art of Breathing, as well as Mindfulness and FranticWorld.com for some guided meditations. Am I getting that right? Yep, FranticWorld.com. Awesome. And um, yeah, just remember, you have the power within yourself to heal and to grow and to make change happen. You don't need anything from the outside. And I think that that's an incredibly empowering message. And I just want to thank you again for coming on the show, Dr. Penman. Uh, I had a really nice time. I, I just love talking about this stuff. Me too. You definitely, I, I feel like I got a meditation just from chatting with you because I think <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> um, Well, thank you guys. And remember, you can tune in every uh, every Wednesday, first month, um, every <laughs> first Wednesday at 10 a.m. for now and also listen to all hundred shows on the lucidplanet.com and please check out my new project slut logic coming out later this year light and love to everybody and i hope you have a beautiful rest of your day week month season etc take care lots of love bye you've been listening to the hit show lucid planet radio with renowned psychologist and author dr kelly neff Tune in each week as we illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. This hit show will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake up to the greatest version of yourself. Learn how to navigate the global shift of consciousness as you explore the deeper knowledge, passion, and purpose within. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for upcoming show topics and to contact Dr. Kelly. 
preceding audio was via a Skype call.